the thought of even just like finishing a full iron was just completely like it just seems like such a huge mountain to climb right. but um i think just like with anything in life if you take it one step at a time no matter how many of those other obstacles are out there you know from being a dad being you know a husband having businesses like the thought of trying to finish an ironman is just completely daunting but not really you know if you take all these little pieces and 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 compartmentalize them and set micro goals and and you surround yourself with like-minded people and especially you know the people of this community it, it anything is possible Okay, looks like we are live. Hello, hello, Ironman and Beyond, busy high achievers all over the world. We are here once again, and we are super excited for today's topic. But first of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Coach Shangri-La, and this is Vinetta here. If you're new in this group, we do this one every week. And uh, we also have Reginald here, and he's calling from Illinois. Thanks a lot, Reggie. Welcome, Coach. Welcome, Vanetta. Welcome, yeah. everyone. All right, we're we're super excited. Let me uh let me go into this one of like what we're gonna tackle today, and I think this is such a perfect topic, mainly because a lot of athletes are wanting to aim for that big Ironman. It's like one of their bucket lists. They've been thinking about it. Are you one of them? All right. So if you're one of them, just put it under the comment below, so we actually know. Like, okay, you want Ironman or Let's let's look into this one. Okay, so how to make Ironman training work for busy business owners and parents? Okay, finishing first Ironman in under fourteen hours despite of eighty percent indoor training and a lot of traveling. Yeah, right. it's a. I think it's a really awesome topic, and a lot of people are able to relate to this. Yeah, and it's mainly because you know a lot of athletes. Okay, I really want to do Ironman, but blank, but blank. All right. So a lot of this ones, and we're going to tackle about this one, but let me look into it more here so I can read what were the main things that we're going to be talking about. All right. So in this live training, we will be discussing what to do when you have a business and you work uh, and work travel require work travel requires a lot of your time, but you still want to train for an Ironman. You know, when, when someone plants the seed on you and then you're like, it's in your bucket list, you've been thinking about Ironman, like you really want to do an Ironman. But you got your business, you're traveling, okay? About how about questions like, okay, will indoor training work? You know, because because I, I don't have a time to to go outside. Oh, I'm done working. Right, like all those things. Like, can I really train indoors? Yep. And a lot of athletes actually, you know, like some athletes live somewhere where and it's snowing. There's really or like they don't have open water access. Who here don't have that, like a direct access where and you can actually go there? You know, some athletes don't have that. It, or it's far. It's like two hours away and you're not going to do that. Or you're they, very busy. Yeah. Okay. So is that you? Because if you feel like that's you, okay, stick around because this is going to help you big time. And I'm sure it's going to actually over, you know, like overcome like all these challenges that you're like, you know what? I want to do Ironman, but okay. So like, for example, will Peloton work? All right. Well, Peloton work because Reggie here did that for his 70.3. And I'm going to tell you more of what happened there. And I know what he's going to share is going to help you out. Like, what if you do just you only have a Peloton? 
what if you only have a spin bike? Because we have athletes actually didn't have Peloton and started with a spin bike as well. So will that work? Or if you're like, let's just say you're not going for an Ironman and you're just wanting to finish, not just, actually, it's a big thing. You want to finish your first full marathon. Okay. Same thing. Reggie here, you know, is very, was, was, was very new with running. Actually, it's about just one year. <laughs> okay. And, you know, he finishes first full marathon and during the training, he was training on treadmill. How do you do that? All right. So for athletes who are in the, you know, in, in the cold state where it's so hard for you to go outdoors because it's just super cold. Like how did Jer- uh, Reggie did that? Okay. So that one would also help you out. All right. So how about if, you know, like if your, uh, your weakest sport is running, this one is for you too. Okay. What if you're also kind of new on your cycling or actually did not have like a lot of uh, formal instruction, like in the past in swimming. Okay. So this one would help you too. Um, and how about, you know, figuring out your Ironman nutrition that works for you. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of insights here. And we just talked about those things. Uh, Reginald here uh, from Illinois definitely had a lot of challenges. Some fun, fun experience because he has three kids here, as you can see here. You know, this one is he's been wanting to do it. He has three little cute kids. Can you see that here? (laughs) All right. Three kids. But what did he do to actually balance things? Okay, he had businesses. He's traveling. Okay. And of course, he needs to take care of his health as well. How can you make sure that, you know, okay, like I can do this one. And plus, the next thing also by the end of this call, I'm going to show to you because I did pull the number, the training hours that he actually put in Ooh. during the Ironman training. Okay. Because, but I mean, who, who's, who interest, who's interested? Like how many hours does an athlete actually really need to put in? What if I only have this? Is it even possible for me to train? And, you know, is there a wiggle room there? Is it really just this number of hours? So I'm going to pull those realistic data that I pulled, uh, you know, from Reginald's training. And I think, you know, this one will be very, very valuable for everyone. What do you think? All right. Are you guys I, ready to get started? So if yes. you're just calling in, you know, so if you're just calling in today and this is your first time to be in this live training, say, coach, I am you and I'm super excited. <laughs> All right. What, what is your goal next year? Are you looking into finishing your first triathlon, first marathon? Or are you wanting to improve your time? Okay. Or like if, you- if Iron Man is on your bucket list, how long has it been on your bucket list? How long have you been thinking about it? What are the things that you need to look into it? You know, like, what are you like wanting to work on right now? Okay. Because this one, it's not just Reggie. It's not just Vinetta and myself here. It's more back and forth. We want to communicate to you. We want to know you. We want to know your questions. This is the time to ask those questions. All right. So if you're just calling in, let's say hello. We got Michelle here from Hawaii. How are you doing, Michelle? Welcome, Michelle. We got Cairns. We got (laughs) Julian. All right. How are you all doing? You guys are excited about this one? Amos is here. Welcome, Amos. Amos from Colorado. Amos. <laughs> all right. I know Amos was actually there as well. I just saw him in person in Arizona. That was amazing. Awesome. All right. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. So without waiting further, let's introduce Reggie here, which will really, you know, open up more doors for you because he's going to say, you know what? It can be done. 
All right, we're going to tackle all those challenges. Today is the day that you're going to say, I can do this because we have Reggie here and we're going to tackle more of that. Like, let's talk about this. All right. Welcome, Reggie. Congratulations on your. Thank you so much, Coach. Veneta, how is everyone doing? Oh, my God, Reggie, you did amazing. All I right. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to be here. I, uh, I'm very appreciative for you to ask me to be on this, uh, on this call. And I'm just excited to share the journey that I've experienced over the past years with, with pretty much everyone here. It's, uh, it's been exciting. It's, uh, it's been challenging. Um, and it's been, a, it's, just been a, it's been a great ride. Um, right. And I say this all the time. I feel like, you know, we, we just run a marathon, in this case, a triathlon, an Ironman, just <laughs> to get to the starting line. Right. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're just getting, we're just getting, getting started. started, getting the yes. feet wet. All right. Well, Reginald, actually, Reggie just finished his first Ironman Arizona, his first full Ironman ever. All right. And, uh, he's very new. He was very new, you know, and, uh, let me tell you, like I met him actually through Ironman and beyond. And let me show you one of his first posts in Ironman and beyond. Let me just check this one here. All right, here you go. I'm not sure if he still remembers it, but it was this one. Hey, gang, I'm a new member to this group. This is what I'm doing, you know, and he's yep. telling about this is my brick. I have Arizona 70.3 that I'm training. I'm four to five weeks out. And at the time, you know, his pace for the swim was two minutes, uh, 205 minutes per 100 yards. And he said, like, the, the run killed me. <laughs> the run killed me. All right. So that was yeah. back, back in September. And also, I remember that, uh, you know, he's having some problem with his foot. He's getting numb. And we right. were talking about it. That got solved. So that's where we, that's where Reggie started. And at that time, he basically mm. finished a sprint in Olympic. Yes, he finished the sprint. I remember that. But why don't you, Reggie, walk us through what was going on sure. in your life just before you found us? Yeah. I, so, wow. We're, it, it seems like just yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like a lifetime ago, right? I mean, so, so we've been together since uh, September 2021. Um, yeah. I, I just, like as Vanita said, I just finished a sprint. I just finished a, a, an Olympic and was training towards a half, uh, a half Ironman in Arizona. And it was, it was probably about, I'd say probably about two months prior to that race. It was like, mm -hmm. man, I just, I, I wasn't getting the results I needed. I kind of wasn't hitting those benchmarks that I needed. And then, um, you know, obviously once, uh, we started connecting with coach, you know, two months prior to that first half Ironman, I, I just saw my training kind of, um, take a, take on a whole different dimension. And, um, we had got to the point where we got into to the half Ironman in, in Arizona mm -hmm. and, it felt like such a, like such a big accomplishment at that point. Cause it, it was, um, to yeah. finish a, to finish a half Ironman. Yeah. And I just kind of knew at that point, it was like, wow, this is, this is what I wanted to do. Um, the thought of even just like finishing a full iron was just completely like, it just seems like such a huge mountain to climb. Right. But, um, I think just like with anything in life, if you take it one step at a time, no matter how many of those other obstacles are out there, you know, from being a dad, being, you know, a husband, having businesses, like the thought of trying to finish an Ironman is just completely daunting. 
but not really. You know, if you take all these little pieces and, and, and compartmentalize them and set micro goals and, and you surround yourself with like-minded people and especially, you know, the people of this community, it, it, anything is possible. And I think that once we, once we had finished the half Ironman in Arizona in, in 2021, I just kind of knew like the fool was just inevitable. And, you know, obviously worked, working with coach and Vanetta, you know, setting those milestones from, I think it was October, 2021 yeah. up until recently, which is uh, uh, November, the full Ironman in November, everything else in between has been a, has been a tug of war, a battle. It's a struggle, but these it's, it's all of these little struggles that you kind of win every day that ultimately get you to the finish line at the end of an Ironman. And it, it's just, it's just been great. It's been, it has not been linear. It has not been um, a straight <laughs> yeah. line. And I think that's what makes it part of the, part of the fun, right? Exciting. Yeah. There's the hot, there's the highs, there's the, yeah, there's the highs, oh, there's yeah. the lows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many t- I mean, how, coach, how many times I'd call you after like 80 miles on the bike being like, what the hell are we doing? And then you would say, <laughs> all right, this is what we got to do to, to kind of get over the finish line. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. It's been, it's been so much fun. Uh, it's been such a learning experience. Um, and I feel like I'm just getting started. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I, you know, like going through it, I mean, you know, like once you started with the Arizona 70.3, you know, Mm -hmm. like at the time when, Actually, that was the first time ever I met you in person. We met so far two two times. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just put it. Let's just put a little caveat on that real yeah, quick. Sure. So I, I I had not met Coach in person up until the morning of the race. I'm standing in go. line in the shoot with my wetsuit on, with my head on, about to jump in the water, um, and then you come running up right behind me. Like I think we hugged for a second. I was like, uh, "Wait, hold on a second. You're not racing. Why are you in running gear?" She's like. Oh yeah, I ran half marathon just to get here to see yeah. you guys. I was like, this, this lady's crazy. <laughs> you like, it's like six o'clock in the morning. You ran a half marathon just yeah, to get to the starting line. It was, yeah. it was great. We're excited actually. I was very excited to meet you up. You know, first time in person then, and yeah. uh, you know, like when when at the time that was last year. That was before you finished your first full marathon. And your words then was that, okay. I'm just going to get through the run. Like you were kind of nervous because we, we did not yeah. have a lot of training just yet. Then I think that we only had like mm-hmm. four weeks, you know, like we, we need to tackle any other remaining things that you need for 70.3. Then right. Here you were up and running. And then later on, everyone, you're going to see how he has a yeah. in running. And he was even surprised because when he finished his Ironman, let me just show you of like fast forward. Okay. Let me just show you of like how he actually finished his first full iron man so this is him he knows how to finish let's learn from him okay so let me uh because i want you guys to like you know see how how amazing it is. yeah that was fun that was very very fun uh it, you know i i kind of played that moment out so many times during training, you know, you, when you're, when you're grinding it out on the treadmill and you're grinding it out on Lakeshore drive here in Chicago and it's cold out and you don't want to be there. And it's like, man, how, like, what will it be like when you, when you cross that finish line, you play that moment over so many times in your head and it's like, wow, it's finally here. Like it's, it's in front of me. And, uh, it it was, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, 
but to your point on the on the run side of things, I mean, yeah, I think the seventy point three in September of oh sorry October of twenty twenty one. I was like, man, if I could just get through the half marathon, that would be that would be fantastic. And coach is like, you will, you got this. And then we we did we we finished the half marathon and um at the at the tail end of uh, the half iron. And then I remember us saying like, all right, let's do a full. And we'd right. kind of, tr- we'd trained up um, mm-hmm. to get to the half, ma- to get to, to, we did a full marathon and uh, I was at, uh, I think Disney in Florida in yeah, December. So, yeah. And I want, I want us to get to that because everyone, yeah. and I, you know, these are like what, like every, when, when Reggie was saying about the milestone, like we, it's not like straightforward. <laughs> no. Okay. So it's not straightforward. So it comes to like after he finished the seventy point three Arizona of last uh, last year. You know, he got some seven actually for his first, which is pretty good. I think six forty, so which is pretty good for first. And uh, you know, like after that, it's cold in Illinois. You know, mm-hmm. and he 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 couldn't run outdoors, and also. Uh, and his first full marathon was Florida, which is pretty humid, as you all know. And it's on January. Okay. And that was his first full marathon. And during that time, basically everything was done uh, on treadmill. He tried. He tried outdoors. But it was yeah. just the body just struggling because of the cold temperature. So now, uh, question, because I did look into your training peaks, you know, your plan and, you know, your longest, what your, you, you did not just run like one time long, long run in treadmill. There was three hours, 30, there's three hours. The longest was four yeah. hours, like to help mm-hmm. out those athletes who are also doing indoors. Okay. So like, yeah. thought, it's a lot of running. There's some cross training, but we're focusing really on marathon mainly because that was his uh, he's he feels like he's not confident there you know and it, it's his longest you know mm-hmm. his longest uh run so uh let's let's help out other athletes who's actually going through right now because i'm sure there's sure. some is here like okay i just all i have is just a treadmill like what are the yeah. mind- what's your mindset going through that so i i guess you know <clears throat> what's interesting to me is that you used to say that a lot to me, like, oh, Reg, like, you know, your mindset must be so strong and you must be, you know, you're, you're on the treadmill for, you know, hours on end. And, and I guess not until you had mentioned that, you know, was it like, oh, okay, well, I guess then maybe, maybe I do have a strong mindset. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think, I, I think the way, the thing that helped me the most was more, more or less like, you're going to have to run 13 miles today, right? Mm-hmm. I don't live in LA. I don't live in San Diego. I live in Chicago and it's January. So I guess, you know, at some point it's like, you start to realize like the run's going to suck after 13 miles anyway, whether you're outdoors or on a treadmill. So you might as well just get it done. Right. But then I think, you know, as being, you know, being a dad, having three kids, you know, um, it actually, like, I always felt like it kind of worked in my favor. Right. Because like, I could be at home on a Sunday. I could get up super early. I could get up at 4am and be like, all right, guess what? I can bang out six to 10 miles in the morning on the treadmill. Kids are at home. My wife can go do her thing. I could start dinner in the evenings and I could do all of this and be in control. Whereas if I ran outside, now I'm away from my children. My wife has to take care of the kids. She's got to worry about the stuff around the house. So I never really looked at it as a negative, right? And then, so over time you start to realize, well, 
okay, if I run inside or if I run outside, what does it really matter? It's still going to suck after 14 miles. So you <laughs> might as well just get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also felt like maybe on the uh, when I was running indoor, I actually felt like I had a little bit of an advantage because I was in a controlled environment. Sure. I didn't sure. have any of the outside elements to yeah. deal with. And I could look at my data. I, I was right by the restroom. And yeah. um, so I, I think I say all of that only, only because... I do see a lot of athletes training in, in warm weather climates and it's, it is absolutely, you know, fantastic that, you know, you could go out into the Arizona desert and run mountains. And I wish I, I literally wish I could do that. Eric. Yes. yes yeah. I do see your Facebook <laughs> post. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, if it's going to suck, uh, you might, it all, it all comes down to perspective, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, I, I, it's something I realized in Arizona, the, the, the last arm, the, the arm that we just finished, it was, you know, you see 2000 athletes on the, on the starting line, right? Not, I can guarantee you 99.9% .9 of those do not train and mm -hmm. have a hundred percent of their training in the most optimal conditions. Yeah. These people that are towing the start line are all moms, dads, professionals, uh, you know, have businesses and families. And it's like, well, you know, if you want something that bad, if you are passionate about what it is that you're doing, you're going to figure out a way to get there. So, you know, I mean, whether it's collecting stamps or running or doing triathlon, it's like, if you are passionate about it, you will figure out a way to do it. And, yeah. and what works for me doesn't necessarily work for the next person, right? So, yeah. you know, my, my lifestyle doesn't afford me well, my, 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 the, the way I live doesn't afford me to be able to train in the perfect San Diego weather. I got very crappy Illinois weather, but right. you know, yeah. when it comes, when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to Ironman and, you know, yeah. in September, I, I can't be looking back and well, oh, I, I, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't train in January. So it's like, you just, you, you're going to figure out a way to get it done. I, I, are you guys getting a lot from what Reggie just said? Oh my God, that is such a lot of value. Um, what I got from that is, you know, like having, like you can, you have a control to actually see how you want to see things. And for you, you see it actually as a, you know, like it's your advantage. Like, hey, mm -hmm. yeah, you have your kids and you can actually be at home rather than, oh, this is, you know, this is, I would rather be in, you know, like outdoors. You wish to be there, but the way you see it's like, okay, this is actually better you know and just, you just basically do it because you are so passionate about what you have you wanted to do and uh, so here you go and this is actually reggie uh when she when he finished his first full marathon 505 first full marathon better than my first full marathon actually yeah. you beat my first full marathon a long time ago all right so great job on that and i wanted to show you hopefully i can show you here um uh, all right so his time on that first full marathon didn't really change on his, if I grab this one, his time was on the Arizona, it was 5.05. This one is right after 112-mile bike. You mm -hmm. know, so a lot of athletes was like, you know, like a lot, oftentimes, you know, athletes would usually add up another hour on their usual full marathon. Okay, but Reggie yeah. didn't. And he said, he, he said himself, actually, like I said, you know, he's running is his uh, weakest. Okay. But it, he, he just did the training. 
Okay. And that's what's amazing about it is because, you know, and, you know, so the, the first full marathon that he did there, okay, this one here, that was January. And this one was November. This is his like official second, you know, like on a race. He had not done another full marathon race on his own, you know. So this one is a second. And actually, yeah. Like, you almost did not bike. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, I think the first the first full marathon was uh, was definitely in Disney, yeah. and then after Disney, I think you actually assigned me a full marathon yeah. uh, during tra during training, yeah. and that was an, that was another example. It's like you know, it's super cold here in Chicago. We're running along the lake, and mm -hmm. it's like you're either gonna do it or you're not. You know, yeah. and um, I, I think that um, you know looking back at some of the, the, the indoor training, um, maybe some of it wasn't to my advantage and maybe some of it was to my advantage. Um, but again, the same could be said for training outdoor, right? It's uh, maybe in some parts of the country, it's, it's, you know, 110 degrees outside and you can't get a full marathon training outside. So um, I, I think it ultimately just comes back down to perspective, right? It's like, what is it that I want to do Am I going to, am I going to do whatever it takes to get there? Mm -hmm. And ultimately you're going to be the person that makes that decision. Right. Right. Uh, so everyone, so let, let's say hi to like those uh, athletes actually who just called in. So making Welcome, sure that Andrea, Scott's here, Stephanie, Stephanie, Kim, how are you all doing everyone? So, so for those who's just calling in, this is what we're talking about today It's very, very helpful for, especially if you're very busy and you want to make the Ironman training work for you. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, we're going to tackle all these challenges so right now, you know, like indoor training kids, you know, that came up so far. Okay. Or are they actually challenges or is this just part of it? Like, you know, a, an athlete would have to adjust, especially if they're so passionate and they want it so badly, the goal, you will figure it out. Like what Reggie said. Yeah. So let's, let's hear it. Um, in the comments, where are you guys at with your running and how are you guys with indoor training? Okay. So, all right. So, uh, Reggie, so yes. uh, the other part is that, like, besides the uh, full marathon, Florida mm -hmm. also did the Galveston, which is April. Okay. So now right. let's put again Reggie in a cold state, like, cannot do outdoor. Guess what? So he signed, he, he did sign up. <laughs> he did sign up for Galveston, which is April. Okay. Okay. For that, Galveston did not have any open water. Right. Uh, yeah. That, so, yeah, that was that. And that was a big deal for us, too. Right. I mean, it was um, completely swimming indoor 24 seven, had and not been able to go cycling, outdoor. Cycling also, yeah. no cycle, everything Peloton. All yeah, right. Peloton. He didn't have a, he didn't have one of those smart trainer. Instead, he was working with a Peloton. And mm -hmm. then, as you guys know, like it's very windy there. So this one was his second 70.3, okay? So he, mm -hmm. he still made it work and actually beat his PR, you know? And beat his PR. So this one here, it was an ocean swim and run PR. So he beat his time from Arizona 70.3. And that was training 99% indoor, seriously. And, you know, these are the things. And actually, uh, and this is what I mentioned, you know, like he was doing Peloton, pool, Okay, go pool and then treadmill. And then he went to, you know, Galveston, like 
who does that? <laughs> like and someone yeah, in the cold area <laughs> went to Galveston, right? Well, and then and I, I think that was a that was another like like huge learning curve for me too because you know training indoors on a peloton is is completely different than uh than experiencing the wind and humidity out in texas um i i I remember like i yeah i remember like at uh 70.3 in galveston you know i was going out and i didn't really understand how much the wind would affect me when it was a tailwind at my back and i was like man i'm feeling pretty good today this is great Oh man, I'm like 22, 23 miles an hour on the bike. This is great. This is going to be a good day. And then I turned around and the wind was into me. Um, but again, you know, it's just one of those. Because, yeah. See, you know, like your time was pretty good. 3.15, you know, for yeah. a second, 70.3, considering that you did a lot. I mean, 99% indoor and your swim was actually 37 minutes. I wanted to point out. He swim in January, okay? And again, you know, we pull data here, okay? And then we're going to yeah. ask for him next uh, about the swimming because he, he did amazingly. All right, so right here, he, he, this is his data, and I did pull. January 20, right here, it was 205 minutes per 100 yards, okay? He went to, like, February 17, got it down to 146. Nice. April 27, 137. He kept like shaving off. All right. June 1st, 137 to 135. He, and then now, you know, we got to build with the Ironman distance. And that's why, you know, like right here, this is one of those recent ones where he did like, bam, 10 by 400 yards, still maintained a good fast speed, 142 minutes per 100 yards. This one is leading to the Ironman. Okay. He did his Ironman with 124.37. That, you know, so like when he started last year, his time was like 205. So Reggie, how did it happen? <laughs> like how, you know, did you, were you doing a lot of swimming back then? I know I, it's I, a weakness, but it's still, you know. Yeah, I only started swimming about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I say like started swimming, like started swimming, like in a pool. I, I mean, I never did any competitive swimming growing up. Um, I think what helped me improve the swim uh, month over month since we started working together was, you know, you're right. It is looking at the data, right. And it's saying like, okay, how can I get that like 1% better every day? Right. And it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but I think as you just alluded to right now, when you look at these blocks of data month over month, it's a lot easier to understand. Sorry. It's a lot easier to see those little incremental improvements, Um, but they don't, they don't come by, sitting at home or saying, well, I can't swim outdoors because it's cold. So I'm not going to swim at all. You, you have to get in the pool. You have to do it. You have to commit to wanting to get that 1% better. So whether it's in a pool at 140 starting and then incrementally getting better. And then three months later, I'm, I'm better at 132 or you're open water swimming at 205 and you're getting incrementally better. It doesn't matter whether you're indoor or outdoor. Um, but you have to you have to put in the work, right? And you're gonna put in the work, and you're gonna excel at it if you choose to do it, and you you, you want to get better. Um, and then obviously, there's a lot of other technical things that are involved in that. You know, it's the coaching, it's the um, understanding when to push, when to pull back, when to rest, when to go for it. Which obviously you have been, you know, fundamental in all of that. Um, but ultimately. You know, it's, uh, 
you know, the, the, the goal to the end is, you know, that line to the end has never been linear. Like I, I say it all the time, you know, it's, it's ups and downs, but as long as you're always making, you know, constant improvements every day, then you can't go wrong. So, and, 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 and you know, fitting that in with the, with the busy schedule, I mean, I travel a lot for work. I, I have three little ones at home and yeah. um, p- part of all of that is like, because my time is so limited when it does come to training, it's like, you can't goof off because the rest of that, yes. yeah, that the rest of my time and, and bandwidth is dedicated to my children and to our business and to our family. So it's like when you have this little block to work in, you better make it count because you don't, you know, you don't have expendable hours in the day. I, I, it, look, it sounds like you, you are expecting that already. Like you have this yeah. block of time, like looks like mindset wise, you, you're expecting that, hey, okay, I just got to get my discipline, my time management. Is that right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 100%. You know, when it comes down to the time management at the end of the day, it's like um, knowing that there is this finite time in the day that you have because you've committed to something. Uh, Once you set that time aside, I mean, whether it's 4 a.m. swimming or, you know, 10 p.m. half marathon runs, it's like, once once you've decided how that block of time is going to be um uh spread out it's like then then that's like then it becomes then the easy part is just showing up and doing it right Right. Right. um but it's it's doesn't mean it's easy um i mean if it's easy everybody would do it and it's not yeah and i do think you do you you do make it fun i mean you know like Mm. especially i don't know how your kids feel about things but i I, it seems like they're having fun yeah i mean (laughs) you know like this is how uh you know reggie would do it you know i don't know i think they're the one who's working out for you you. but yeah so reggie would either like treadmill they're making them work out as well and there you go like I think they're yeah. they're the ones who's also like looking out for you, like or vice versa. Tell us more about mm. this one, like you know. No, like they, you're involving your kids. Yeah, you're very much you're very much on point with that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, training for an Ironman is is uh, is exceptionally difficult, not only the physically but you know emotionally as well, right? So when you're spending large amounts of time or uh, large blocks of time away from your family you as a parent you could start feeling a little guilty about that um so i I learned very quickly it's like well you can go down this road in this journey alone reggie right of iron man um but it's not going to be as rewarding so if you can get your tribe behind you um it's it's going to be a lot more rewarding and so what i what i realized is in the beginning if i could involve my children as much as possible yeah. That will allow me to stay emotionally connected to them through this training. But what I actually realized very quickly is um, they pick up on everything. You know, that, you know, we're at the point now where, you know, my wife will work out in the morning and I'll work out in the evening and, you know, her alarm clock goes off at five and my youngest who is four, she'll yeah. wake up with my wife and she'll be like, it's time to go work out. It's workout time. Right. Um and the days that I don't go run and swim, you know, my, my two boys will be like, Hey, you, you didn't, you didn't swim today. You didn't run today. And they're not saying, I mean, and they're not saying it to be judgmental. It's just that they notice like, Hey, you didn't do that. Um, so I realized very quickly, you know, they, they observe and uh, 
they they know that when you're hurting, it's like, all right, dad, what can I do to help? You know, can you need a massage? Do you need what? What do you? How can I help you? And getting them involved allowed me to not feel guilty, not being not being away from them as much. Um, and the other part of it too is they get to come to races, they get to train, they get to they get to come to races with me, they get to you know be a part of that journey. So it's almost like you know when I finish a long distance race like this, it's yeah. not just my victory, right? It's like it's our tribe's victory because everybody's had a hand in it. Um, And, you know, for, for my two older kids, they've, you know, they've got to the point now where it's like, I I actually, I I mentioned this to one of our, to Eric, one of our other tribes. It's like, I negotiate iPad time with them, right? It's like, you want 30 minutes on an iPad every, every, (laughs) every, every minute that you give me on the treadmill, you can exchange that for a minute on the iPad. So it's like, Training has become very routine in our household, and I, I can I can only, you know, uh, say thank you to, to Ironman and training for that because uh, they're as involved now as uh, you know, as, sorry, much more involved now than they were when we first started. Yeah, it sounds like there's like more, you know, like more excitement, something new that's happening with the family besides just going to school or your mm-hmm. business. But now it's like there's new activities going on. Yeah, education, abs- quality time. Absolutely, and and um, so my my eldest, who is uh, he is ten, he's actually done three triathlons now. Oh, and my middle child, who is seven, Michael, uh, he is actually he did his first triathlon this year. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's a way to incorporate our family time together, and um, you know, it's either that or we could be sitting on the couch watching some show that we're never going to remember. There you go. <laughs> well, so everyone, you know, dads and moms here, what have you done? You know, like actually, how do you get your kids involved? I'm sure you have been so creative in like making things happen because you want to spend time with your kids, you know, and at the same time train and uh, or race. And one of the things that I know Reggie had done also is like, okay, let me just race somewhere where I can take them. One of those races is actually this. Uh, it's called Door County. I believe this one is in Illinois, right? Door yeah. County Triathlon. So this one where he actually, you know, took his, um, took your family with you. And I think there was like some camping there. So you, you yeah. did like more for like fun at the same time. Yeah. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, let's, you know, triathlon can be expensive. You know, it's, uh, it's the plane tickets and the hotels and the travel but it's what we sign up for. And, and I initially got into this thinking, wow, this would be a great way to kind of go see the country. Right. I mean, all these be- I mean, beautiful, right. Yeah. All these yeah. beautiful triathlons around the country. But then I realized like very quickly, well, again, if I'm going to incorporate my family, it's, it's, we need to be a little bit more strategic about this. So, uh, we go camping, um, across go. the country and you know, it's a little cheaper and you go get to bring the, the kids and the family with and, um, it's just a way for us to spend some time together. And, and again, you know, if triathlon is something that you're, you're passionate about, you're going to figure out a way to do it and still spend time with your family because um, it, it does take a tribe to, to get you across the finish line. So uh, those are great things, Reggie. So everyone, uh, we've talked about a lot of challenges and really, really hope that you're taking notes and really taking it all in. Because I know this challenge is like indoor training, you know, like the travel part or like now we're going to talk about like weather. Okay. Sometimes, you know, like it rains, 
And you, there were times that he, he's yeah, Reggie's so stubborn sometimes. He yeah. would bike with you know, like with Rain. And I know Michelle is here. And then Michelle uh, bikes, you know, she's uh, Michelle here is actually in Hawaii. She would bike also in the rain. So, yeah, like there were times where it was just super cold. But she's Reggie. This is Reggie. Coach, this is me right now. <laughs> All right. I, I, I remember yeah. the first time I ever did a century ride. I think you, yeah. would, you, would, you would assign me. You, it was the first it was my first century ride. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think mentally I was just so like, all right, we're doing it. There's, this is it. We're not going to stop if This is, there's not, there's nothing that can prohibit me from getting through that hundred mile mark. Yeah. You know, unless I get hit by a car, knock on wood or my bike breaks down. Right. And I, I'd, I'd actually only realized at the end of that hundred mile bike ride, you know, I think 60% to 70% of that entire um, ride was in pouring rain. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, it's almost like you, you don't, you don't, if, if you're going to, if you're going to figure out a way to do it, you're just going to do it. And then you look back and I was just like, wow, yeah, that's right. Like 70% of that ride was like a hundred, like in <laughs> pretty bad rain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that also that uh, Reggie had a challenge initially was actually nutrition, trying to dial in the nutrition, you know, like what has required us to do is like, Reggie, what do you like to eat? All right, let's put it something together and actually put on like what he needs to eat every hour and then get feedback. So a lot of communication. Uh, How does that how did that help you in terms of dialing in your nutrition? And then when it comes to the Ironman? our zone how did that help mm-hmm. you because we were dialing in like not yeah. a few weeks before our zone is actually way way when you're actually cycling and building volume like we're not just sure one nutrition is very important tell us more about that listen i i someone told me earlier on in my iron man journey you know the four disciplines of iron man are swim bike run nutrition and I, I never really understood what that meant and i i could not have been so more naive than i was about my nutrition uh up until we started working together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my idea of nutrition was make sure you drink water and uh, I guess grab an energy bar or something like that whenever you're feeling hungry. Like that was the extent yeah. of my, you know, my understanding of nutrition. Um, the more the intense workout started getting uh, and we started working together, did I realize how important that was mm-hmm. to really understand and calculate your calorie intake Um your your carb intake and and what it truly takes to fuel an endurance activity like that um yes we can when we started working on the nutrition side of things it was like well it's it's a basic formula right like this is how much you need to take in every hour etc but not everybody's not everybody's the same you know um more into it actually and sometimes uh, more hungry and those were the times where we actually have to dial in because you couldn't run right after right so Correct. Like, I mean, I was nutrition. like basically crippled after a 90 mile ride and I just couldn't go on, not because my legs were sore or my body was sore. I remember being like, I, I have to eat. Yeah. I, I have to, I just have to eat something. I can't, yeah. I can't even think about doing something else. And I think through that trial and error and that process of uh-huh. uh, understanding uh, what my nutrition intake needed to be, mm-hmm. um, only then through those experiments was I under, was I able to understand what it truly took to uh, get through six to 12 hours worth of workouts. And it, 
it's not like you could just read in a book, Mm -hmm. oh, just eat this at this time and taking these calories. It's like, you have to experiment with that. You have to understand what, what works for your gut, what works for your stomach. And, and, um, can you take that in? That's not, that's not going to come overnight. You have to prime your body for that intake. You say what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Training our digestive system as much as we train our physical body. And uh, for everyone, we had that masterclass actually, or a training per se, uh, just put hashtag nutrition. I did talk more about like nutrition that, uh, you know, Reggie already got started talking. Like we got to dial in your nutrition, not like few weeks before an Ironman, but actually well ahead, you know, and not just the bike, also the run portion, what works for you. And uh, yeah, we had to do that a lot of trial and error and actually find like what really would work for Reg because each person is in uh, different. All right. So okay. We had, we had a few questions in the group. Ooh, Andrea sure. was asking about uh, Andrea. a weather related question. Did you ever do any cold acclimatization in the water in your training? No. Sure. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. I, I can actually, here's, here's something that I, I can't share about. Uh, maybe not necessarily. Uh, cold water acclimation. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't like cold. Uh, I, I grew up in South Africa until I was 18. It's the same climate as San Diego. Um, I, I don't, I don't, the cold doesn't sit well with me. Um, so I never did any cold water climate, uh, climatization. Um, I actually had another problem swimming. It, it was, and I think coach and I, we, we discussed this at length. I had a phobia of being in open water. Um, mm-hmm. I had one or two panic attacks in that water. Um, not to not to diminish any other issues that might come with swimming, but I, I think if we take something like open water swimming or being cold in the water or something that could potentially um, you know hinder your race, I think it's more about like how do you attack the problem and the mindset in attacking that problem, whether it be cold water or open water swimming. It's like how do you deal with that problem in that moment? Um, and then once you figure out those mechanisms, everything else kind of f- falls in line. Um, I actually, funny, funny story, Andrea, I should, I will actually send you a picture when we're done. <laughs> I don't, I don't like swimming in cold water this afternoon. I actually bought a 150 gallon trough tank and filled it with water and ice uh-huh. to be able to jump in the water every morning when I get up. Wow. So wow. yeah, awesome. I was like, well. Might have, we might have to start this climatization. I'll, I'll send you the picture, Andrea. There you go. Good question, Andrea. That's amazing. All right. Scott wants the nutrition. We'll get that for you. Uh, Michelle also she said. She was sharing that she, she doesn't have a treadmill, but she does the elliptical. Elliptical. On, on raining days. Yeah. Yeah. Elliptical. Uh, good, good, good. Well, uh, one of the things that I wanted to share you, and I know a lot of authors would be very interested in this and cause I was curious myself. Okay. First thing, you know, like how many hours would a person need to actually finish strong? Just like Reggie did when, when you have, when you're traveling, when you have a lot of travel, you got business, you know, you're a very busy parent. And for him, he has uh, three kids and, this is his time. Uh, sub 14 for first Ironman. He just finished his first full marathon on January. Finished this one. Uh, same time, five hours on the run. Great time on a bike that's windy. This one's very good time for first time. First uh, Ironman. And uh, 
got kids. So like, so I pulled it because I know uh, a lot of athletes would be very curious. And my, my answer is really, it depends on what the athlete can do. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. How many hours? So like if I, if someone actually asked me right off the bat, how many hours did Reggie train? I'm going to tell you, let me check the plan of what worked for him because it changed. There's yeah. no black and white, you know, it's even as much as, you know, like we hear like, oh, you got to need like over 20 hours or 15 hours. Like if the athlete, you know, like has to be with the family, we got to set, you know, like what is the priority of the athlete at that time? And it can vary. That's can the, vary. And, and, yeah. the, and, that, and that's so true because I, I, I look back at the, you know, past almost two years and yeah. I, I can tell you firsthand, you know, some of those weeks that are, uh, maybe not as heavy in terms sure. of uh, volume and hours yeah. uh, are just as hard as those those weeks that don't have that amount of hours or volume associated. Mm -hmm. But the intensity is is, is sky high. So I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. It's like, you know, if you can only work a, a short amount of hours on the training for that week, but you can have, you know, 100% intensity, it's almost, it's, almost, it's almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I do think it's not just the training. As I mentioned a lot with our outfits, it's like the overall stress. Because it could be like, yes, you have a low number of hours, but it's mainly because you're just so busy, right? And then we don't realize or we sometimes we, we tend to forget, oh, yeah, I did a lot, you know, at work so much. And that's why it's affecting, you know, like my performance at times. Because sometimes you just need rest. So now here mm -hmm. you go. I'm going to uh, show this. And I don't think actually... Uh, I, I only showed uh, Reggie the final. So I did pull the data. These are all the number of hours uh, every week, January to like November. But I'm going to show you the summary instead here. Okay. So because I know athletes would be very interested, like how many hours? Okay. So here you go. This is what uh, Reggie did. And I'm going to explain so you don't have to go through the numbers. But basically, there's January to November. He... Uh, he did a full marathon in January, first full marathon. His uh, his race was Ironman Arizona, okay? And as you can see, you know, every month it varies, okay? So this one is at, uh, from January to around May, he was going like 22 to 33. It varies. Per month. Per month. Not week. This one is per month, okay? So now what I did is that I divide that. Basically, this is where we get up, you know? Because... Some of the weeks, so, so for example, each month, there's four weeks. There are some weeks that we are really training, but at the same time, we got to do recover, okay? We can't just train. And this, for if you're listening to this one, this one's going to be good for you. Your body cannot just push, push, push every week, all right? You got to recover. And that's why it's spread out, you know? So like here, you know, so he was training basically, you know, seven hours per week average, seven hours uh, 6.9 hours on february so this one is only training for um for 70.3 when we got heavier you know like right here he even like took a break august three weeks break because of business he had to take care of business all right and then the next thing here you know like october uh, september october yes he was putting a lot of hours because imas is coming up it's the peak during that time okay Total time, 47 hours for September, which is actually averaging 12 hours per week. October, 10.5 hours per week. 
Okay. So it looks like it's between one and one and a half. Yeah. For the most part. The most hours day. that he put in in uh, in a week is 15 hours for the entire year. For the entire year from January to November, most hours, 15 hours and 19 minutes to be exact. That week. Okay. For that week. But for, you know, like if I do the average, that's basically the average, you know, like if you, do you have like about 10 hours? The most was September, 12 hours. So basically, do you have an hour a day? Okay. So, yeah. So what, how, how, what do you guys think about that? Did you get something about that? So what he was doing, you know, like what we, what we've done is that like, we do our best to limit depending on what the athlete, uh, athlete's availability and there were times that, you know, like he even went to Jamaica. That's part, you know, yeah. family, you know, he did not like coach. I'm just going to train the entire year. No, he went, he, we went for trips. There's a lot of travel, travel for work. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think, and yeah. I think looking at those averages, you know, just really, truly understanding how much travel is, in, is involved in all of that too. It, it 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 just reiter- it just reminds me that like <clears throat> this anybody can do the sport like yeah. anybody you know if 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 you if you set your mind to it like y- y- there's no stopping you and um if you're willing to put in the time and and follow a training plan and be committed and and look at the data analyze the data be and just surround yourself with people that understand the sport better than you in the, in my case you and Veneta, um, there's no doubt that whether you, you average 10 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, six hours, if, if, if you're going to be in that community and dedicate yourself to it, then you're going to get the results. Yeah. Um, so going, going back to what you just said, what is it that made you decide to even say yes to coaching, go for coaching? Because you were doing self-taught before that, you did the sprint on your own. You did I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even call it self-taught. I was like, "Oh, there's a pool. Let's go swim." Um, <laughs> well, but you what know, did you like say? Like, I need coaching. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. Sure. I, I think um, leading up to the 70.3 in Arizona, I mean, I had gone down the YouTube rabbit holes, and I'd gone down the you know the internet. Uh, forums and blogs and try to educate myself and that gets you to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized very, you know, probably coming up on half Ironman in Arizona in 2021, it was like, you know, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see the, the quantifiable results that I think I sh- or the metrics that I should be hitting in order to, for me to have a successful race. And it's like, when you're spending time and money and hours into something that you love, it's like, you want to know that you'll be able to, get across that finish line and leading up to that race i just i wasn't seeing and i was like man i i really need to surround myself with someone that is, that is better than me uh that understands the data that understands the journey that understands um all the other little intangibles around you that i don't have any experience analyzing and and, and working on it i think once i made that decision to be like i just i need I have a, I have a business coach. I have I have other coaches in other part of my life too, and I was like, wow! If you're gonna spend your time on something that you're so passionate about, you need a coach. Mm-hmm. And once once you and I started working together, I mean, the the upward curve was just exponential almost immediately mm-hmm. um, from a from a technique perspective, from 
um, a not necessarily time blocking perspective, but more like being able to have more concentrated focused workouts than trying to like willy nilly a workout together. Um, And so having that hyper-focused workout that allowed me to really kind of maximize my time, it it, like, you know, my, my, the data, as you had pointed out earlier, was just very, uh, uh, it increased the, the, the workout, the benefits that I was getting from the workouts just increased just so quickly and fast forward a to B 2021 to 2022. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Iron man done. Let's go do three more. <laughs> I think one of the things also uh, that, I, and I'm going to catch this one because, you know, uh, busy business owners, these are our, like busy high achievers. And for you, and we've had a lot of calls that I do think I uh, was able to catch you. And I think, you know, like uh, emotionally more of like having that, confidence and security because you always ask me coach are we on track like coach mm-hmm. are we still good and then yeah. more of confirmation i do think that has helped you as well oh like- for sure yeah i mean like look you know we're, we're we are living our own triathlon journeys every day right so you don't see those incremental changes yeah. because you're just in it every single day some days i feel here some days i feel down there and it's like yeah. all right, are we, are we on track? How do, what do I make sense of all of these numbers? And now I'm feeling, and some days I feel great and some days I don't, but I think the having someone like you from the outside, seeing you being, being able to see the bigger picture to see how the chessboard plays out. It's like, yeah, no, Reggie, you're fine. Just you're, you're, you are on track. And there were also times where it's like, no, you need to pick it up. And, you know, it's not, <laughs> It's not yeah, all your run. Can, your run. Yeah. Let's get the run. <laughs> yeah, you you know the, here are things that you need to work on, and here are things that are going well. And I've always just said, you know, don't tell me what I want to hear. Let's let's focus on the things that we need to focus on. And when you have said to me like, hey, these, this is what we need to focus on. That's the feedback I'm looking for. And I wouldn't know those are the things that I need to work on unless someone from the outside that is more experienced than me says, hey, go work on them. Yeah, yeah. So and I did bring up like nutrition. Your that's yeah. thing. Your bike, the cycling part. I mean, the running part. The running right after the bike. Those are critical ones. Uh, sure. Looks like we have another question. Oh, yes, we have Michelle's asking. Did you ever have frustrations that made you question your goal to race? How <laughs> did you get through those moments? Ooh. Yeah. So that's that is a great question. So okay. So from and again, I'm I can just speak specifically to to my journey. Uh, that is very different from everyone else's. Um, I, w- I would say that I, I don't, I, I never questioned the goal, right? Um, it was never like, why did I do this? Because I, I think I had a pretty strong why. Um, I never questioned, you know, whether I was going to finish the the race or get to the other side of the, the, the wall. Um, that, that was never a question. Um, I think we... A lot of us in the triathlon community are, are just very strong-willed, stubborn people to begin with. Um, <laughs> I, I think, if if anything, some of the things that I had have questioned along the way is like, am I doing better? How how can I get better? Um, am I doing enough? Am I doing too little? Am I 
spending enough time with my family and my and on and on the business. I think if I were to nitpick questioning what I do, it's it's more internal organizational more internal organization for me than anything else. So it's like getting to the end is never a question for me. Yeah. Once I set that sight on that bullseye, like nothing's going to stop me from getting there. Yeah. Yeah. The core, the challenge becomes what chess pieces do I move around my life mm-hmm. to get there? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if that answers the no, question or no, not, but I think what, uh, what I'm getting there also is that like the, when we're going after something big, like Iron Man, you know, that will definitely like, would affect some like how we do things is like we got to know like the why and then that goal and be really clear to it because what happened is for you you are clear and you know your why so it's really you don't even ask that it's just right there it's waiting to happen but it's more about like how do you want to experience it during the journey and how can you make it better and better and better it's more of the process right Very, very very much true uh you know like i said earlier crossing the finish line was never not crossing the finish line was never going to be an option um i I think i'm just stubborn that way i think that um once that was established what i had a hard time was like okay we know what the end result is i need people in my circle to help me figure out how to get there and that and what that wasn't i can't say it's just coach or just my wife or just my business partners or my children it is literally everyone together um and without this little tribe, it's like, I don't think I, I would have crossed that finish line. But the great thing about Iron Man is that it's not supposed to be easy. You know, it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a linear line, you know, it's, uh, it's challenging. And I would say that once you commit to it, if you are unrelenting, you will figure out a way to get there. Gotcha. All right. We have a, another really good question from Alicia. Um, she says, you mentioned that you traveled while you were training. Did traveling make harder for you to keep your nutrition dialed in? Did you train at all during your travels? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think my uh, my second 70.3, I left my running shoes at a hotel in Nashville and I had to get a, I had to get a, a new pair right before the race. But um yeah, no, definitely. So during, 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 I think I was traveling at one point Arch. almost to it. Yeah. It was almost show, like, let me show everyone Reggie. So I did pull his, uh, his hours and this is what I was, I wanted to sh- share March first week. He, he only trained four hours, 44 minutes because he was in Jamaica with family. Second week, nine hours, 48, third week, 11 hours, fourth week. He was in Nashville for trip. And then he did the Galveston 70.3. On fifth week, that was the travel on March. The and and that and what that's showing is the only trip, the Nashville trip that I didn't do workout on. Um, there was there was a there was a time where it was like almost every other week I would be in a different city, um, even if it was just for a day or for a night. Um, but in those instances, it's like you know, you definitely still try and stick to a schedule. Um, I will tell you, like bring your running shoes. Great. You wake up early before breakfast and you go for a three mile run, or you're going to get back from, from meetings at a, in a different city. And guess what? Gym is open. 
the hotel has a gym guaranteed any hotel you go to has some sort of you know elliptical or treadmill or guess what if they have neither you've got a laptop with you know a, a laptop that you can do yoga on so it's like the key i think for me was the staying consistent whether it be just something small or even large um I felt like the, 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 there were occasions where it's like, oh man, I just, I couldn't get it in today because I was at the airport at four and I came back home at midnight. Yeah. Um, those were harder to get back into on the workout side. Right. But I tried to not do that uh, if, if I couldn't. Yeah. But to try and stay consistent on your workouts is, is key. Just try and get something in, keep the body moving if you can. Um, and yeah, diet's never easy, but you know, you can go to a, and I'm not saying like, you know, go to a restaurant and order a salad, but it's like, you can get a salmon or a chicken and, and, and some pasta and it's, it's, it's going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And actually one of your best runs was actually in Vegas. You did three hour run yeah. in Vegas uh, yeah. you know? and that was October. It was pretty hot, but then that was one of your best runs. Good thing that you brought your shoes there. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I went on a work trip out to Las Vegas and coach miles. was like, you got to do a long run. And we said, okay. So I, I, while my buddies were coming home at 6am in the morning, I was, uh, I was already asleep the night before and I was, I was running. We did a, I think we did like a 20 mile run from downtown, downtown Vegas up into the red rocks and and back. And like I said, man, you're going to, you're going to figure out a way to get there. There you go. Well, everyone, it's been a great time with Reggie. We ran out of time, unfortunately. Uh, Alicia said, I'm relenting. That's how I love the word, uh, Alicia said. Um, yeah, so this is what we do. Uh, athletes, you know, we're very proud of Reggie. And this is so much for, for growth for you, Reggie. I know it's only a start. And for everyone who just watched this, uh, uh, you know, what Reggie's story, you know, we talk about a lot of challenges. So I'm going to name some of them, though, you know, indoor training. Okay. 99% he was doing it weather. Okay. Running was hard for him. Kids travel, Training very busy. Indoors. Okay. Um, so like, and also just being new to the sport, trying to juggle all these things. If you have that challenge, you know, like you, if you want to just like, Hey coach, how do we do this one? Or like, if you are ready, okay. To actually coach, I've been wanting to do an Ironman or even just 70.3 because Reggie actually started with a 70.3. He did not have 70.3 when he started. He was trying to do it on his own. Okay. So if you just want to like coach, I'm ready. I am very busy, but I really want to make this happen. I need some help. You know, like we can help you out. Like, you know, just actually just map it out. And if you're that person that you are ready to go after your goals, especially 2023 is coming up, just put hashtag game plan down below and we'll talk about your goals and see like, okay, what's realistic? When can we do it? You know? And then, so at least you're actually just moving forward little by little. Start talking about your goals. All right. It's not just, yeah, it's great to think about it. But when you start talking about your goals, we want to talk about your goals, you know? So have hashtag game plan below so we can talk more about it. Okay. And then for you, Reggie, before we let you go, I know you got to go to another meeting or with family. I, I do. Yep. I know. So like, what's the top or three things that you're going to tell you could advise, you know, the old Reggie before? Well, now that you have so much in, you know, tools, sure. you know, what are the top three advices that you would say? I would say, and, and no in any particular order, but be very crystal clear about what you want your goal to be. 
Because if you if you can see that goal in your mind and it is as crystal clear as the as, as day, you you will get there. So define what that goal is. Uh, the second would be surround yourself with better that with people that are better than you. Um, if you can create a tribe of people that are pushing you and that are better than you, you will inevitably become better. Um, and the third thing is just no matter what you do, just be. I'm going to use the word be unrelenting and absolutely savage about getting there. Yeah. And you will. Savage. Savage yeah. about your goal. All right. Well, thank you so much, Reggie. If you guys got a lot of value, put hashtag value. Let's thank Reggie. I know he's very busy, but it's been a pleasure. But thank you. Awesome, so much Coach. Thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you to Vanetta. Thank you to the team. All right. Bye, Reggie. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Right. Bye. Bye.